Acharyavan Jnana Viraga Ramhasa Acharyavan Jnana Dahatya viryam ridayam jiva kosham. Panchatmakam yonim ivotitogni. Panchatmakam yonim ivotitogni. Good. What does it mean? <laughs> All right. Yada. When. Rati. Attachment. Brahmani. In the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Naishtiki. <coughs> fixed. Puman. The person. Acharyavan. Completely surrendered to the spiritual master. Jnana. Knowledge. Viraga. Detachment. Ranghasa. By the force of Dahati burns Aviryam impotent Hridayam within the heart Jivakosham the covering of the spirit soul Panchaatmakam Five elements. Yonim, source of birth. Iva, like. Uttita, emanating. Agni, fire. Translation and purport by His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami. Srila Prabhupada Ki Translation upon, upon, upon becoming fixed in his attachment to the Supreme Personality of Godhead by the grace of the spiritual master and by awakening knowledge and detachment the living entity situated within the heart of the body and covered by the five elements, burns up his material surroundings 
exactly as fire arising from wood burns the wood itself. Hmm. All right. Purport. It is said that both the jivatma, the individual soul, and the paramatma live together within the heart. In the Vedic version, it is stated, Hridi hyayam atma. The soul and super-soul both live within the heart. The individual soul is liberated when it comes out of the material heart or cleanses the heart to make it spiritualized. The example given here is very appropriate. Yonim ivotitogni, agni or fire, comes out of wood. And by it, the wood is completely destroyed. Similarly, when a living entity increases his attachment for the Supreme Personality of Godhead, he is to be considered like fire. A blazing fire is visible by its ex exhibition of heat and light. Similarly, when the living entity within the heart becomes enlightened with full spiritual knowledge and detached from the material world, he burns up his material covering of the five elements, earth, water, fire, air, and, yes, or sky, and becomes free from the five kinds of material attachments, namely, ignorance, false egoism, attachment to the material world, envy, and absorption in material consciousness. Therefore, panchatmakam, as mentioned in this verse, refers to either the five elements or the five coverings of material contamination. When these are all burned into ashes by the blazing fire of knowledge and detachment, one is fixed firmly in the devotional service of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Unless one takes shelter of a bona fide spiritual master and advances one's attraction for Krishna by the spiritual master's instructions, the five coverings of the living entity cannot be uncovered from the material heart. The living entity is centered within the heart and to take him away from the heart is to liberate him. Hmm, interesting how Prabhupada puts that. This is the process. One must take shelter of a bona fide spiritual master and by his instruction increase one's knowledge in devotional service, become detached from the material world, and thus become liberated. An advanced devotee, therefore, does not live within the material body, but within his spiritual body, just as 
a dry coconut lives detached from the coconut husk, even though within the husk. The pure devotee's body is therefore called Chinmaya Sharira, spiritualized body. In other words, a devotee's body is not connected with material activities and as such, a devotee is always liberated. Brahma Bhuyaya Kalpate. As confirmed in Bhagavad Gita, 14th chapter, uh, verse 26. Srila Rupa Goswami also confirms this. Iha yasya harir dasye karmana manasagira nikilasvapi avastasu jivan mukta sa uchate. Whatever his condition may be, one who is engaged fully with his body, mind, and speech in the service of the Lord is liberated even within this body. Jivan Mukta Sauchate. And so ends Prabhupada's purport to this verse. I'll read the translation again. Upon becoming fixed in his attachment to the Supreme Personality of Godhead, by the grace of the spiritual master and by awakening knowledge and detachment, a living entity situated within the heart of the body and covered by the five elements burns up his material surroundings exactly as fire arising from wood burns the wood itself. Yeah. We're hearing from Sanat Kumar. Sanat Kumar, one of the four Kumaras. And who is he speaking to? Yes, King Pritu. What do we know about King Pritu? Let's start with that. Hmm? Okay. Shaktiya Vesha, avatar of Krishna. Um, what uh, what particular shakti do we know? What the shakti is that he's um, aveshad with <laughs> that has entered him? Shakti, I believe it's uh, the palana shakti, protection shakti. So he's taking care of the world, right? Who was uh, Pritu's father? Yeah. Uh, what do we know about Vena? Very bad. Bad king. In contrast to Vena, we have Pritu, right? Big contrast. Uh, do we know how Pritu was born from Vena? No, not from the feet. Not from the ankles. Yes, but which 
Actually, it's not mentioned bones specifically. That's another pastime. That's sixth canto. <laughs> uh, he was churned. He was a product of a process of churning. Which, uh, which, which limbs of Vena produced uh, or from which limbs emerged Pritu? Huh? Which limbs of King Vena? Uh, there's only so many limbs, you can guess. <laughs> legs or arms? Okay, who votes for the legs? <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> Sorry. No, he was he, he was produced from the uh, from the arms of Vena, from the legs of Vena. Anyone know who came? Huh? No, <laughs> no. The both his wife. What's his wife's name? We're a little rusty on our fourth canto reading. Huh? Archie, yes, very good. Archie. So Pritu and Archie were both produced from the arms and from the legs appeared one small dark figure uh, who uh, who became uh, known as Nishada because uh, he was told, sit down. And to say sit down is Nishada. And so he is uh, the uh, origin of the Nishada race. This is a tribal, these are tribals in India. Well, all of that is rather unimportant details, but Pritu Pritu is a good king, unlike uh, Vena. And as a good king, he is... um, giving a very nice reception, probably King Vena would not have given a nice reception, even if the Kumaras had bothered to come visit him, which they didn't. Um, But had they come, well, we don't know. But Pritu gave him a very nice reception. Uh, And this is significant because... Uh, we find uh, cases in the Bhagavatam where someone does not get a very nice reception. And the famous example from the first canto is uh, King Parikshit not getting a nice reception from... Well, Shingi wasn't exactly present... He eventually also doesn't get a very nice reception from Shingi, but from his father. What's his father's name? Shamika. Shamika Rishi. Yeah, we should remember. Shamika is the cause, in a sense, of, well, or you can say not Shamika, but his son, Shingi, is the cause of the fact that we can now hear Srimad Bhagavatam uh, because he cursed Maharaj Parikshit because Shamika Rishi did not give a nice reception. Well, actually, 
He didn't give a not nice reception. He just didn't give any reception. He just ignored the king. Uh, what do we know about the four Kumaras? Something? Anything? First sons of Brahma. Okay. What else do we know about? Little boys. Okay. Yeah. They look like little boys, right? <laughs> Cute little boys. Uh, cute little naked boys, right? Yeah? Ah, Naistigi Brahmachari, yes. Naistigi, we have this word in our verse today. Uh, Prabhupada translates it as fixed. Naistigi, fixed in this context, in Brahman. Brahmani. Uh, is the locative form of Brahman, so in Brahman. And then Prabhupada translates Brahman as in, or Brahmani as in the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Someone might object. What is this? It doesn't say Bhagavan, it says Brahman. Jiva Goswami goes to great, great, great lengths to explain that Brahman means Bhagavan <laughs> in his Bhagavat Sandharva. And of course, we have a verse uh, in the Bhagavatam Vadanti tat tatva vidas tatvam yajnanam advayam brahmeti paramatmeti bhagavaniti shabdyate. Yes, all three terms refer to the same advaya jnana, the same advaya, like advaita, you know the word advaita? What means advaita? Um, Yeah, something like that. Non-dual, yes. Non-dual. Not dividable would be advitiya. Yeah. But advaya, and then advaya jnana, non-dual knowledge. The Bhagavatam, devotees are often forgetting, is about non-dual knowledge. And how is that non-dual knowledge um referred to in three ways brahmeti brahma brahman paramatma and bhagavan yeah so it's all the same non-dual knowledge uh what else do we know about the four kumaras there yeah they're very disobedient what did their father want them to do? Wanted them to have children. Yeah, they didn't want that. Lord Brahma got a little upset about that, didn't he? Did he say anything when he was upset? He was getting angry, but did he say anything? No, he didn't say anything. He just held his anger inside of him and became angry. 
And then, out of that anger, what happens? Huh? Rudra came out. <laughs> yes, in this way, uh, the worlds began. The world began in this way. Uh, um, Lord Brahma, incidentally, this is another description of creation of the world, of course, in the uh, second canto, Lord Brahma uh, is uh, meditating after he's been told to do so. Actually, in the Brahma Samhita, um, I, I, it's been a long time since I looked at the first few verses. We usually start with Chintamani, So I decided to go back and look at the earlier verses. And it's interesting. The description there is that Lord Brahma is there on his lotus wondering what to do. What shall I do today? Um, and uh, he receives instruction, and that is to perform tapa. And at that time, so so we may wonder, I always wondered, so what is his tapasya? What is his activity of tapa? Is it just to sit? That would be an austerity, wouldn't it? Just to sit. But no, that's not his austerity. His austerity is to chant a mantra. And the mantra is one of the mantras that... Uh, the Brahmins, those who receive Brahman initiation, chant. Uh, and you might think it's the first mantra, but no, it's not. It's the sixth mantra. It's sometimes called the Gopal mantra, which is referred to in the Brahma Samhita, but it's, it's, uh, it's written in a sort of mixed-up way. So uh, it's... Uh, because it's supposed to be received from the guru, not from a book. Uh, and and so he, he receives this mantra from Saraswati. He chants the mantra, that's his austerity. And then as a result of his austerity for a long time, <laughs> thousand, thousand years, is it? Anyway, a long time then he's able to hear the the Gayatri, which is sometimes called the Brahma Gayatri. And how does he hear it? Through the flute of Krishna. Nice. So that, <laughs> that's how Lord Brahma is initiated. Okay, four Kumaras. Back to the four Kumaras. What else do we know about the four Kumaras? Knowledge? The four Kumaras? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Impersonalist. Ooh, yeah. Impersonalist. Were they Mayavadis? No, not Mayavadis. <laughs> Brahmavadis. 
And then what happened to them? They smelled Tulasi plant? Did they smell Tulasi plant? Huh? <laughs> okay. Where were those manjari, where whatever, leaves or manjaris, where were they? Yeah, they were on the lotus feet of the Lord. Tasyaravinda Nayanasya, Padaravinda, Kinjalka, Kinjalka Mishra Tulasi, Makaranda Vayu, they smelled the Vayu. Uh, of uh, the mixed uh, fragrance of the lotus feet of the Lord and the Tulsi combined. Yes. Uh, and then, uh, how does it go? Sankshobam aksharajusham apichitta tanvo. Sankshobam, they were transformed. Uh, they They were shaken. <laughs> They were radically transformed just by smelling uh, the Tulsi. That's a nice thing to remember uh, when we are seeing Tulsi, that the four Kumaras were transformed just by smelling. And of course, when we receive a leaf of Tulsi, there's a subtle uh, smell there, isn't it? And that subtle smell is actually very powerful enough powerful. Now, the four Kumaras, when they go to Vaikuntha, where this is all going to happen, what kind of a reception do they get? Not good. Not so good. Not so pleasant. A little bit of friction was there. Yes. Can you blame Jaya and Vijaya for their reaction when they saw the four Kumaras? Not really. Why not? Doing their service. <laughs> yes, what? Doing their duty. Their duty was to keep out naked little sages from Vaikuntha. This this is no place for you, right? (laughs) Okay. Uh, Yeah, so we could say like that. They were just doing what they thought was their duty. Uh, And so there was uh, this problem. But now, in this chapter, which is called Pritu Maharaj's Meeting the, the Kumaras, they are welcomed so in one place, the four Kumaras were not welcomed. Um, but when they came uh, to meet Pritu, the king, they were very much welcomed. And in their being welcomed, the welcoming was not simply, oh, very nice, please come, sit down, have some water. But um, they're listening to, to the Kumara, Sanat Kumara specifically. And so, uh, uh, Sanat Kumara is inclined to speak. And this is what he speaks. And he says, upon becoming fixed, 
in his attachment to the Supreme Personality of Godhead by the grace of the spiritual master and by awakening knowledge and detachment, the living entity situated within the heart of the body and covered by the five elements does what? Huh? So the, the living entity is covered up um, by these five elements, but now he, he has, he or she, is the living entity male or female or both or neither? Anyway, that's another subject. Uh, so he's fixed in attachment to the Supreme Personality of Godhead. How is he fixed or how has it happened? By the grace of the spiritual master. So, say again. Uh, okay, you're you're close. You got the. You got the verb right, burning. The key word in this whole complicated verse, which we could almost read if we looked carefully. <laughs> the key word is dahati. Dahati. He burns. He or she uh, burns. So what does he burn or what does she burn? Um, actually, you're close, but it, it's saying that um, this uh, jiva already has detachment and already has knowledge uh, awakened. So having knowledge awakened, having detachment awakened, having the grace of the spiritual master, um, all of that being making the person fixed in attachment to the Supreme Lord, then dahati, he burns. What is he burning? Huh? Yes. Yes, he's burning uh, the five-fold um, material world. Pancha atmakam yonim, which is a source of birth. In the translation, he burns up his material surroundings exactly as fire arising from wood burns the wood itself. So does that mean that a self-realized soul as he or she walks in the door burns up the whole place? Get the fire engine ready. There's a... Um, there's, there's a... A liberated soul coming. Be careful. Yeah? Is that what happens? Maybe. Watch out. Dangerous. Devotees are dangerous. <laughs> Prophet says this um, Bhagavatam can bring about a revolution. What sort of a revolution? Do you remember? Say again. Yes, an inner revolution, a revolution in the heart uh, of, of the conditioned soul. Uh, 
So that's quite a radical thing. And something is burned. And what is that? One's material surroundings. More specifically, it's the example Prabhupada gives in the purport is uh, of coconuts. Now there's, of course, there's the green coconuts you see in Bengal. That's, I think, not what's being referred to here. In South India, there are these dark brown coconuts, the ones we usually get when we go to the shop and buy coconuts, <laughs> right? So those coconuts, if you leave them long enough, <clears throat> um, well, of course, those, yeah, let's put it this way. Those coconuts that you buy, usually they've, they've already removed the husk. Actually, there's there's kind of three layers, right? Because if you if you smash the coconut, uh, which you get from the shop, uh, if you if you do it, if you're lucky, <laughs> then the inner pulp will separate very nicely. Sometimes it happens. You've seen, yeah. So that. That separation, that's the point that's being made here. Uh, Conditioned life means attachment, and specifically attachment to the elements uh, which make up this body. And of course, there's different descriptions of elements. This particular one is pancha atmaka, five elements. Sometimes the material world is referred to as... um, as as the uh, prapancha, prapancha, uh, that which is uh, extended out uh, in five elements. So, uh, attachment to that is very deep, isn't it? Okay, so this is uh, proposing that all sorts of nice things, if we have them, can bring about a detachment. And that detachment is simultaneously combined with an attachment. And what is the attachment for? For Krishna. Krishna. So it's an attachment not to something, but to someone. Right? As we are conditioned, we are attached to things. Even we may be attached to persons, we are attached to our friends and our family and so on. Um, But that attachment is very much interwoven with attachment to things because the things we are, uh, or the sense of attachment we have to others is tied into our attachments in this body, isn't it? And what is the what is the body constituted of? It's constituted of these elements. So in the Bhagavad Gita we read uh, about devotees being detached. What sort of what sort of experience do they have in the fifth chapter of uh, Bhagavad Gita, there's a nice description of someone who is uh, detached or someone who is in knowledge. It gives a nice description. 
of the experience of that person. Do you remember what that is? Hmm? In the fifth chapter of Bhagavad Gita, uh, I don't remember the Sanskrit myself right now, but it's describing that the person is going through life and the senses, the the eyes are moved, the the opening and closing uh, of the senses is going on, uh, the, the hearing, tasting, t- all these things are going on, but uh, the person uh, sees them as just happening separate from himself. Uh, and so we can also experience that in the course of our devotional activity. We, we can see that my hands are moving, my mouth is moving, uh, but I'm saying I, my, my hands, my mouth, but the I is different. We always, I mean, this is our basic point, right? We say we are not the body. So we, we can practice as we go through our daily life. We can be considering, am I doing these things or is this being done uh, by material nature? And the more we become aware of that, uh, that distinction, then what? Then more we become detached from how things happen, how things go. And as we become more detached from how things go, we can simultaneously make a jump. (laughs) We can jump for the lotus feet of the Lord. Um, And we can pray that this happen as well. We can call out to the Lord, please allow me to jump for you. Varam deva moksham na moksha na chanyang rineham vareshadapiha. How does it go? Idam te vapur nata gopala vala. Sadamemanas yavirastam kimanyai. Varam deva moksham, the varam, the benediction of moksha. Varam deva moksham na moksha avadimva na cha anyang rine or some other vrina, some other benediction. Uh, I don't, I, I'm not asking for that. Idam te vapur nata gopala balam. The vapu. What is vapu? Body, yes. Idam te vapur. Nata, O Lord, uh, Gopalabalam. Gopalabalam? Gopalabala. To, to baby Gopala. Yes. To the, to the body, Vapu, of Gopalabalam. Sada me manasi. Me Always, sada means always, uh, in me, manasi, in my mind, sada me manas, yavirastam kim anyai, avirastam, don't remember, kim anyai, by what other, what, by what other things could I be interested? 
What other benedictions could be of interest to me? That's the idea. So we're um, we're learning from, in effect, we're learning from Sanat Kumara, who's speaking to Pritu, uh, to um, to learn to make a jump. Uh, as Pritu Maharaj is also going to be teaching. Uh, is it after this? He's going to be teaching all of his followers um, spiritual life. He's going to say, "What is spirit? What is life for? Remember what spirit, what life is for? It's for spiritual life, uh, for following Varnashrama and so on. And essentially, it's for attaching to Krishna. And for that, some burning will have to go on." Some burning, dahati. Lord Brahma was also instructed to do some burning. Yes, tapa. The word tapa, what does it usually we mean? What do we understand it to mean? Tapasya, which means austerity. And what, is, what does it literally mean? Tapa, heat. Burning, yes. So, uh, spiritual life means to generate heat through austerity, but what is the austerity for devotees? <laughs> okay. Hari, Hari, Hari Bol. Yes. I did my austerity for the for the day, Prabhu's. I'm going back to sleep now. Hari 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 Bol. <laughs> Twenty four hours. Yes. <laughs> yes. Huh? Kirtaniya Sada Hari. Yes. Okay. All right. Um, what else? Prabhupada said something very interesting here. It struck me. He says, The living entity is centered within the heart, and to take him away from the heart is to liberate him. What? You may say, I always thought, you know, the heart is the, the essence of me. And you're saying, take me away from the heart, and that's liberation? Yes, that's what Prabhupada's saying. So in this case, what do you suppose Prabhupada means? I'll, I'll back up a little bit. Um, unless one takes... Okay. Uh, yeah. Unless one takes shelter of a bona fide spiritual master and advances one's attraction for Krishna by the spiritual master's instruction... The five coverings of the living entity cannot be uncovered from the material heart. The living entity is centered within the heart and to take him away from the heart is to liberate him. What does that mean? Yes. Uh-huh, good. Yes. What is what do we find in the Bhagavad Gita about desire? Icha dvesha samutena dvanvamohena bharata. 
right? Sarvabhutani sangmoham sargayanti parantapa icha means no icha sounds almost like the English itch (laughs) means desire there's another word kama also means desire but icha we hear also about icha shakti the Lord has icha shakti Um, but here it's associated with the, the living entity icha and then dvesha, what's dvesha? Ableno, yes. Aversion, yes. Yeah, it, uh, well, it may also mean attachment, uh, attachment and aversion. Itcha dvesha, uh, dvesha smutena dvanva mohena. What is this dvanva moha? Dvanva, duality, moha, yeah, bewilderment, illusion, dvanva, mohena. Yeah, so the icha and the dvesha, the attachment, the desire, and the aversion uh, create a duality. And that duality uh, is, um, is affecting everyone. And that is what's going on in the heart. That's, that's, that's the, the business going on in the heart, which is then attracting the five elements. Uh, it's attracting five elements and it's repelling five elements simultaneously. So in effect also the heart is burning, but it's burning with, uh, with material desire, isn't it? Sometimes the, the idea of burning is used in a positive way and sometimes in a negative way. Uh, in this case, in today's verse, it's a positive sense of burning. Burning up uh, that which is uh, uh, enclosing us and keeping us imprisoned. This is another point, is that we, th- we think about the enclosed being enclosed within these five elements, what does that suggest to you? What is the problem of being enclosed? Okay, and that's frustrating, right? <laughs> and why is it frustrating? It's like a prison. What's wrong with prison? You get your food every day and you get your shelter, no problem. What's wrong with prison? No freedom. That's the point. We want freedom. This is our nature as as living entities. We we uh, are um, after freedom, and so and so most of. Indian philosophy uh, talks about freedom as that which is desirable by by realizing one or another form of philosophy, one attains moksha. Is this the ultimate aim of the devotee? No. Huh? Na moksha na mog. 
Yes, Namokshe. I don't want moksha. Why not? Not tasty. <laughs> Moksha, boring. <laughs> yes, once you get it, it's like, okay, been there, done that, now what? Yen ye aravindakshavimuktamaninas tvayi ashtabhavat avishudha buddhaya aruhya kritshena parampadam tata you can get that liberation, but then what? Aruhya Kritsena, even after doing all this endeavor, Patantyadha, you're just gonna fall down. Unless uh, one gets attached to the Lord. And that's what we celebrate uh, every day, but especially this month in the worship of Damodar. Namaste to Damne, Spuratiti Damne, Twadio Daraya, Tavishvasya Damne. And uh, it is such a wonderful way of um, being attached to the Lord. We worship th- the Lord, we worship His belly, and we worship the rope that's tied around His belly. the Brahmavadis, Advaitavadis will never understand. Why? Because they only want liberation. We want to be bound uh, to the Lord. As Mother Yashoda is binding uh, Krishna. So we want to be bound by... We want to bind Krishna by our love in the same way that Mother Yashoda binds Krishna with her love. Yes, 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 no, yes, why not? <laughs> okay, Krantaraj Shimad Bhagavatam Ki Jai. Any further thoughts or questions? Today is uh, Saturday, yes. We'll have a house program later this afternoon. And uh, you have Sunday program? On Sunday? Yes? Something? Hundreds of people coming? Yeah. <laughs> yes, Mother. Yeah, I think uh, I would agree with that point. Uh, f- we can say full surrender or uh, with, with all one's heart is, 
is with a free heart. Uh, and you could say, following this verse today, that's that's the heart, or the, mm, that's the the liberated soul who who really is able to burn up uh, everything uh, that's that's you know that's there, material, burning up everything material. Um, from the point of view of uh, our condition in being conditioned uh, we we speak in terms of um, being in the influence of or being controlled by uh, the modes of nature and um, yeah we know three modes of nature uh, they're very powerful they're so powerful that you know <laughs> Krishna says, Daivihi Esha Gunamai Mama Maya Duratyaya, they're Duratiaya, they're extremely difficult to cross over. But then he says, Mam Eva Ye Prapadyante. Prapadyante means uh, uh, one who surrenders. That that's one Sanskrit word for surrender. Maya Metam Tarantite. So it kind of works both ways. In this verse that uh, we find in chapter 7, Bhagavad Gita, it sounds like, okay, first you surrender, then you can overcome the three modes of nature. Then again, jump to chapter 18, um, and Krishna says, Brahma Brahma Bhuta Prasannatma Nasochati Nakangshati Sama Sarveja Bhuteshu Mad Bhaktim Lavate Param. It sounds like, first of all, you've got to be liberated and then you can practice bhakti. But then again, can you really practice? Can you, can you, yeah, which comes first? <laughs> That that's that's kind of the question. Which comes first, the chicken or the egg? <laughs> right? And the answer the answer is both and neither. <laughs> uh, we we surrender in order to surrender, knowing that we can't really surrender until we surrender. Did that make any sense? No. <laughs> The modes of nature, even the mode of goodness, is always mixed with the lower modes. And so even we may be feeling very, 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 very sattvic one day, um, say, okay, now I'm ready. There may still be some mixtures, there may still be some, some ulterior motive, you can say. So this may all be very discouraging. So you have to be totally pure in order to surrender. But if you look at it from the other side, then it it makes sense. Um, and it makes sense in, in, in this way that uh, to be able to fully surrender means to be able to be ready to be fully under Krishna's control. 
And we don't want that in conditioned life. And that's our hesitation. Krishna, yes, sort of. Some Krishna and some not Krishna, please. Thank you. I'll take the mix for today. Right? So to to be ready for the full surrender being under Krishna's control, that would suggest being fully convinced that uh, being under Krishna's control is really a good idea. <laughs> that it's really going to be nice. Because we're not going to do it otherwise. Right? We're going to go for what we think is is nice. And if we're not convinced that being under Krishna's control is nice, we're not going to do it. Conversely, if we're convinced of that, then then we're ready. And that means we're free. We're free from the idea that something else is going to be better. Yeah. That yeah, that's the paradox that that's the actual freedom to be under Krishna's control. Yeah. Right. So, wish you all a a, a nice day today. Under Krishna's control. Yes. <laughs> Thank you all very much. Srila Prabhupada ki jai, Grantaraj Srimad Bhagavatam ki jai, Gaur Premanande Hare Krishna.